Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. I'm Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But before we get to them, I want to tell you guys a little bit about TechWell. They've got some USA-made products in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. They offer many USA-made products to help separate themselves from, from the promotional product pack. Uh, certainly, hand sanitizers have been in discussion uh, over, the, over the past, uh, what is it now, like nine months. Uh, so hand sanitizers due to coronavirus outbreak, this is something that is trending worldwide. CDC recommends sanitizer and washing hands to help prevent the spread of the disease. And they have many sanitizer SKUs that can help combat the spread of the virus. Listen, I, I don't know how, it, how it's working in every other state, but uh, I know we're getting massive spikes again. And, uh, you know, Governor Larry Hogan in Maryland uh, just announced that they're sort of scaling things back again and sort of taking a step backwards. Uh, you know, as all the spikes are coming in. So hand sanitizers are definitely very popular right now. Um, but listen, they've also got some FDA compliant uh, products uh, of their own as well. Uh, and in a, again, in a time of uncertainty, knowledge that a product is FDA compliant is key in allowing a customer to feel at ease when placing their order. So I'd highly encourage you guys to check them out at techwell.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Uh, so I did mention that uh, joined today by three other lovely folks. So we'll start with Stephen McFadden from Perfect Promotions and More. How are you, Stephen? Hey, doing great. Good. Glad to hear it. Meg Erber, SNS Activewear, big Meg in the house. What up? What up? We're not even going to talk about some of the people called this week. Let's just, let's just. You don't want, you don't, you don't want to discuss? It's not even, no, I don't. But I, but I, <laughs> but I beat Bill Petrie this week. And it was I a lost major him. win. I only won by one point, but I did win. <laughs> And that's a good thing. That's a good yeah, thing. It's, it's terrible that I only won by one point, but yeah. It doesn't matter how many you win by. It's been an odd, odd year. So, uh, odd. so that other voice you heard is Mark Graham. Mark Graham is with Common Skew. How the hell are you today, Mark? I am good. It's so fantastic to be here with the three of you uh, hooligans, uh, big fans <laughs> of each of you and also of the show. So it's a real honor to be here. Uh, that is super awesome to hear, man. I appreciate it. So listen, typically we would like to give our special guest a good three to four minutes to sort of tell, uh, tell the audience who you are, uh, how you got involved in the promotional products industry to begin with, what you've been up to, and uh, all things Mark Graham for our audience. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, Mark. Yeah, well, well, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be here. And again, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so my name is Mark Graham. I've been in the promotional products industry for a little over 20 years now, which is crazy. Uh, I started off as a distributor, a company called Right Sleeve, which was more on the design agency side of things. You can tell from my accent that, uh, that I am from Canada. So uh, hey! very, very proud to be from Canada <laughs> and uh, right here in Toronto where I was born and uh, now have this thriving business and uh, also my wonderful families here as well. So it's a great, great spot to be. Um, so I got my start in the industry as a distributor, and then uh, around 10 years ago, we started a software company called CommonSkew, which is a CRM order management and industry collaboration tool that originally was started as an internal software application that we created to run our business at Right Sleeve. We then recognized there was a huge need in the industry for these type of workflow streamlining, and we decided to go and spin that off as a separate venture. 
the rest is history with that. We're having a, a ton of fun building and growing that product. Um, we actually sold our distributor business last year to a company called Genumark, which is uh, a, a large and very respected company here in Canada. And uh, we had a wonderful relationship with the Freed family uh, for the last couple of years. And we decided the time was right to sell that, that business. And that meant that Catherine, who is my wife and business partner, were able to start uh, exclusively focusing on the common skew business. So my relationship with the industry is a little different now that I'm on the service provider software side, but my love for it uh, remains exactly the same as it always did. And I just love the fact that I still get a chance to come in each and every day and call myself a professional in this industry. So um, it's it's awesome to be here with you. So thanks for letting me tell my, uh, tell my story. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to have you here. We're, we're definitely excited to talk Common Skew and uh, or Common Skew at Home for 2021, right? Uh, and then there's, say that again? SKUCon at home. Or, yes, SKUCon <laughs> at home. My bad. But we're talking about Common Skew and SKUCon. So SKUCon is the uh, the education platform. I did get that incorrect, didn't I? Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, so listen, uh, happy to talk SKUCon and sort of what that means for the industry. I, I'm a big advocate of industry education and uh, I'd actually maybe like to take the conversation a little bit in that route as well and just sort of talk industry education, your, your um, sort of standpoint on our industry yep. certifications and education, what that means to you and uh, maybe any partnerships you have, whether it be with PPAI or ASI and yep. certification and all that good stuff. So uh, I guess go ahead, and, go ahead and give us the rundown on SKUCon at home and any decisions made with that as opposed to you know, doing something live. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if I take a half step back, I, I would say that what has really, really been important for me in my industry journey over the last 20 years is the concept of community and education. I have been a massive advocate for both. Um, I know that I've been personally a huge beneficiary of community and education in terms of how it is that I was brought up in this industry and how it is that I learned from so many other people that had so much more experience than me. Um, so those two, uh, those two uh, foundations or pillars are, are really, really instrumental to me in any success that I've had in this industry. Um, so, so based on that, the whole idea of community and education were woven into the common skew experience from day one. It was, even though we're a software platform, we deeply, deeply believe in how it is that we can make the people who use our software uh, successful as entrepreneurs in, in the industry. Um, so to that end, we decided to come up with a education educational event uh, five years ago. It's hard to believe. It feels like it was 40,000 years ago in the age of COVID, but it was actually 2015 that we decided to come up with an event called SKUCon, as you say, Jeff. And Jeff, you're to be excused. We'd have a lot of things called SKU. We've really gone a little crazy with it, but uh, anyway. Yeah, exactly. We, we, well, we listen, have a whole you gotta, you, list of rundown. You have to understand, I, I'm, I'm a terrible communicator, okay? I know what I'm saying in my own head. I, I knew for a fact I was saying it correctly. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're not <laughs> my, to be blamed at all. My mouth just didn't want to listen, so. You're not to be blamed at all. No, you're doing great. Um, so in 2015, we thought it would be a really fun idea to put together a conference that inspired a couple of things, like that was around inspiration. It was around connection of the common community. And it was also about education. And so we organized a, a small, very rough uh, conference in downtown Las Vegas. It was uh, hosted the day before PPI Expo. And we were like, all right, we know some people. Let's get them up on stage and let's have an event where the successful 
people that we admire in the promotional products industry can get up on stage and share their experiences about the pros and cons and all the ways they've been successful and all the ways they've failed in their careers. And it was a very organic event, uh, had a huge buzz to it. Um, and it was just a ton of fun to produce. Um, that then birthed this uh, a pretty ambitious educational event side of our business because we got such great feedback from it from those days in 2015. Um, since then, we've launched a whole host of other events in person. And in the last uh, several months, we've been forced to take our events to virtual because of course we can't all be together in person. Um, and so that, that gets to the question you asked Jeff in terms of what it is that we're doing in January. So we, uh, we are going to be bringing our SKUCon event that we typically do in January, the day before Expo. Um, but instead of doing it in person, we're going to be doing it virtually. Um, we've hosted a few virtual events that have been very successful the last couple of months. And we've been, you know, very, very um, pleasantly surprised to see how people have embraced virtual. Um, I'm not here to say that it's necessarily better than in person. I deeply, deeply miss that in-person interaction, the fact that we can't do SKUCon in person in Vegas truly bums me out. But that said, when you don't have a choice and you can lean into something virtual and create that energy and that connection and that community in a virtual way, it's, it's not better, it's just different. different. And, and we're really, really excited to launch the event. We've got an incredible roster of speakers. Uh, all industry suppliers and industry distributors are welcome to attend the event. You don't need to be on CommonSkew. We've always opened our events to people that are distributors and suppliers outside the platform as well. And we've had an overwhelmingly positive response so far, and uh, we're really excited about that. So that event's on January 7th, and it's called SKUCon. So how do you guys, as a collectively, come up with the... I guess your pillar of like characteristics for speakers, like what makes you guys decide on your speakers? Cause I know in Vegas last year, you and Bobby both came up to me separately and they were like, we want you to be speakers. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and like thinking back on that, like I, I was nervous. I remember how nervous I was when you guys did it for the SKUCon at home. When you guys pivoted to that, I was a little bit more thankful that I could just but um, what makes you like decide on the speakers? Like what kind of characteristics are you looking for? Yeah, well, I wanna, I wanna make a big shout out to you, Meg, uh, that you're right. Our first virtual event was, we had it in May. We put it together very last minute and we asked you to, do, to share one of your stories. And it was so great. The response was just unbelievable. So you are an absolute rock star. Um, maybe we can link in the show notes to to your particular talk uh, at SkewCon at home. It was really, really amazing and very inspirational. So thank not you the first that. thirty seconds, though, right, Meg? Yeah, I didn't even know because I was just like, so I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know it's so it's so funny, but hey, that that's what you get with that's, virtual, right? Like you guys know fun, with this right? podcast, right? You have some issues, but but to, Meg, to get back to your initial question, um, we we've always said that we are designing an event that we as industry uh, practitioners want to attend ourselves, and and the reason I say that is, if, if we always felt Catherine, Bobby, Kate. Sam, Dave, everyone who is part of this collective in terms and on our internal team, if we can design content that we ourselves as industry people would find interesting and exciting and relevant, then we know that we'd be doing our 
we be doing good by the people who are attending? And I think that you contrast that with events that are a little bit more, I'm not going to use the word professionally run because I think our events are quite professional, but events that you might have an event planner, they then go to a speaker database and go, all right, we need someone who can speak about leadership. We need someone who can speak about um, CRM. We can speak to someone about workflow, right? And then they go to a speaker database and go, oh, this person looks great. And then they hire them and they come and that person doesn't really know anything about the promotional products industry. And it just feels as though they're speaking at the audience. In our case, we wanted to really tap into our network of friends and say, hey, you've been successful in this industry. Come up and tell your story and talk about all the things that have made you successful and all the things that have made you unsuccessful. And I feel like when you get people who have that, that personal experience in the industry, they resonate so much more with the audience because it's so much more real. And so Meg, to use you to come back to you, the, the very reason that you're not a professional speaker and the very reason that you're someone who can speak from the heart as someone who's been in this business for so long and has this great relationship with us is going to resonate so much more than that random speaker database person. Um, so that's always a hallmark of our events. They're very, very personal to us because we want to be sitting there in the front row taking as many notes as each of our attendees because we're practitioners in this business. No, that's really awesome. And I think people like they'd rather hear from their industry peers and people that they know talking to them about their own life experiences and how it's kind of propelled them in this industry or the setbacks they've had because it's relatable. Yeah. Um, you know, and when you do bring someone from the outside, they're just talking about their experiences, but we're like, that's great that you're a big tech and that you're making all these millions. That's nice. <laughs> like, you know, so I think that, I think that's a really good point. I think having people from this industry and being able to relate to them. Um, it definitely makes for some good, good speaking. And I did take speech in college, by the way, but it was on the internet. So <laughs> you were, hey, you were your speech was on the internet too. So there you go. Yeah. Well, nice. <laughs> yeah. well so Mark, I think, of, go ahead. No, go ahead Steven. I was go just ahead. saying, I think it's a, a great concept because, you know, I, I look at the education, um, you know, offered by, you know, just the industry in general, a lot of it is kind of checked you know, you have to do a checkbox worth of stuff to get certain levels of, ed, you know, um, you know, CAS or MAS or whatnot. Um, but I like the approach that you guys have taken and it's, you're, you know, it's more of a your peer-to-peer connection when you go to these conferences. Um, I feel like I've met just an amazing amount of people through these conferences as well. And sometimes like the next year they're speaking and I'm like, what, what are you speaking about? I, I thought I've been talking to you all year. And they're like, they, I guess they want me to come and tell them about X, Y, and Z, you know? And it's, yeah. it's funny. You end up knowing the speakers where it almost feels like in some of the other contexts, it's like the speakers are on a different level or a different, right. point. you know, it, this is just one network of, of people, no matter how big the room is, you know, you guys have made it, been able to keep it like that, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Oh, you're very kind. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, if I just, if I think back to my distributor years of almost 20 years of having a distributorship, the reality is that I learned from the very biggest and most successful distributors in our industry. But I also learned an equal amount from the distributors who were smaller than, than my business. And because I'd, I'd look at them and say, wow, you're so much more nimble than I am. And I'd be able to tap into the collective experiences of all these people that were in different geographies and different business sizes. And, and I think at the end of the day, that, that collective experience is what really what makes this industry amazing. And if you can learn from a variety of people that they, they all have 
something equally important to say. So we've just tried to lean into that. So Jessica Onions chimed in on Facebook. She said that virtual also gives people the opportunity to, or gives more people the opportunity to attend events that wouldn't be able to attend in person for one reason or another. And that's, that's definitely uh, a a true statement. Uh, One of the main reasons is selling out Mark when all the conferences always get sold. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great problem to have. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. And and thanks Jess. Uh, Jess has been such a great uh, friend and supporter over the years. So it's uh, thank you for that question. And Jess, by the way, also said that this is going to be her first SKUCon because it's virtual and she hasn't been able to attend in the past because of other, you know, reasons that, that have been in conflict, like setting up a trade show booth or just, you know, not being able to travel to Vegas or whatever the case may be. So it's really cool to be able to expand as, as you say, Jeff, and it's a lot cheaper too for attendees. It's cheaper to produce the event. You can pass those savings on to people. And if someone's in outside of Vegas and they don't want to pay thousands of dollars to go and attend the expo, well, now, now you're a part of it, just like everyone else. Right. That's awesome. This year will be my first one at home because the last one I was, you know, I was talking and doesn't mean I couldn't, but my, I had actually gone down to our family's shore house just to get away from everybody. So I could have all the bandwidth <laughs> within like 30 seconds of me going on. They come in the front door with like the Bumpus's dogs. I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. like freaking oh, out. And I, and I, they didn't know I was there and I'm like, and it was so crazy. And I was like, and I yeah. had to get out of there and I had to play it in the car on the way home, but I was in and out. So I missed a lot of it. So I'm actually super excited for the next one. January 7th. Um, Mark, where can people sign up for this? Very simple. Just skewcon.com. Awesome. Very easy. <laughs> I'd actually like to, uh, to, to piggyback and just by the way, promo corner did post the, uh, the schedule in the, uh, in the comments as well. So feel free to click the link and, uh, and go check out the schedule as well. And, uh, that takes you directly to SKUCon, So you can sign up there as well. Um, but I want to piggyback off of the question that Meg asked Mark about, um, you know, how you guys choose the speakers for each event. Uh, I'd actually like to ask the question, how you, how you then choose the different topics that people will be speaking about. And then, uh, also, you you know, because it is CAS, MAS uh, certified as well. Yep. Um, so I'd like to ask you, you know, how you guys choose the topics and then uh, how that maybe coincides with certification. And we can dive into that for a minute or two as well. I wish I could say there was a pure science to it. Um, <laughs> but but that said, there there is definitely a, a, a mixture of art and science. So the art to it, quite honestly, is we as a team sit around and we go, uh, what are what are some of the topics that we would want to hear? What are some of the topics that we hear from people in the community that are, are that 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 they want to hear? So that that's kind of the whiteboarding side uh, of it. Uh, it's like what whatever catches your fancy or like what's what's out there that uh, that's unique and interesting. I think on the science side is we are try to be as meticulous as possible as collect um, with, as collecting information and feedback from all the attendees. So we, we specifically ask in a feedback form, like what is what content is missing or what content would you like to hear or learn about in the next SKUCon? And then so we take that user feedback really, really seriously. That really helps us uh, uh, in, inform our next schedule. Um, and I, I, I I also think that there's a little bit of us that uh, we we have a really long list of um, it's like a wish list of speakers. Okay, so you may have seen this in in this particular SKUCon. So we have for years have said we would love to get Seth Godin to speak at a SKUCon, 
And we, we have this really ambitious list of like, could we get this particular person to come and speak? Um, they also have to have some kind of relationship with us, um, as I say, because we really want to avoid that like uh, speaker database, get someone who comes in, doesn't have a relationship with the industry or relationship with us because they don't, they don't speak necessarily as from the heart. Um, and so every year we always look at that wish list and say like, who are some of these crazy non-industry people that we can get to come and speak at our events so they can fill out the curriculum. So a little bit of art and science there. And, uh, but, but user feedback is really, really important to us because we want to make sure that we're staying relevant. Sure. So you'd mentioned curriculum. Um, so let's talk certification with, yep. with PPAI, TAS, CAS and MAS. Uh, how do you feel about the current state of certification and, and what it means for our industry? I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're big on higher education or, or continued yep. education within the industry, which I, I would say that probably all three of us are, or all four of us are. Um, and, but I'm, I have maybe some questions in regards to like the actual state of the certification and, and how that's done on the PPAI or ASI level. Yeah. So I think from a very high level perspective, there's no question that education is the game changer in this industry. Every person, whether you're C-suite or you are uh, someone who's relatively new to the industry and relatively junior in your role, I think education is absolutely essential. Um, and I'm speaking from personal experience. As soon as I got engaged in the educational side of this industry, it completely changed my perspective. So macro education is extremely, extremely important within the industry. And I also think outside the industry as well. Um, to that end, we have been very fortunate to have had a, a very strong partnership and friendship with PPAI over the years. And they're very generous in uh, certifying our different events, whether it's SKU Camp, whether it's Common SKU Sessions, whether it's SKUCon that's coming up. Um, and they will award a number of CAS credits, sometimes MAS credits as well, so that every attendee is awarded these credits when they come to our events. So that's fantastic as well. And we, we always make sure that's a priority. Are they, um, are they always electives or are they some of the CAS or MAS required courses? Uh, I believe they're the required courses. Um, don't, okay. yes, yes. Um, but they, they are, they are awarded those credits. And so do they, do they then tell you sort of what the curriculum or no, topic I think they're electives about then? Um, the last one was anyways. Okay. Yeah. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I apologize for not knowing specific whether they're uh, the mandated courses or the elective courses. But what I do know is that every attendee does receive credits for attending. Oh the yeah. Event. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I also think it's really interesting that PPAI has eliminated the costs around the examinations in, and they did that uh, over the last several months because mm -hmm. of COVID. And I think thereby reducing or eliminating that financial barrier to receiving the accreditation, I think is really, really important. Um, with regard to the state of how it's being administered or accredited or any of that, I don't know that I would necessarily have a ton of information or be able to talk about whether it's in shambles or whether it's good at this point. Um, but, I, but I think I would really lean back on this whole notion that um, lean into education, like my message to people in this industry is lean into education, whether it's PPAI, whether it's ASI, whether it's something promo marketing's doing, whether it's something we're doing at CommonSkew, whether it's something that Halo or Geiger or any of these larger organizations are doing, 
to be honest, I'm not sure it really matters which one you get involved in. But what I do think is absolutely essential is that every person in this industry should have some kind of interaction with higher education as it relates to the industry. And we're very proud and honored to play a role in that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's sort of what I would say as well. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're all big advocates of, you know, continued education within the industry. But I, I think with the certifications, I personally, and that's, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, like with with PPAI removing that financial barrier for whatever length of time that they did it, I, I think, which is why you see so many uptick in the number of people that yeah. are getting accredited. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. But I think, you know, and the financial barrier wasn't that high to begin with, but ultimately yeah. like is the three letters after my name really going to recoup the investment for, you know, that, for that certification exam. And, you know, that's the real question. And that's sort of what I would like to see maybe change. Uh, and, you know, you don't letters. have to, no, not the letters. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with C different letters. I mean, I might, I might do the MAS, you know, whatever, but right. um, ultimately like it just, does does it mean anything those three letters you know what i mean like what does it do for my career what does it do Got for it. okay yeah i I, th I think on that note if i were to be honest um I, I think it's more of a signifier within the industry so that if you were let's say looking to hire someone at your company and someone else and you were hiring someone else within the industry and they had that designation to me it would be a signal that they've chosen to invest in themselves um Speaking from experience on from my past distributor uh, days, um, I'm not sure that an end client would really care. Um, at least my end clients didn't care, probably because I didn't tell them that story. Now, that said, so I don't get any hate mail from ASI or PPAI as I say this, um, there are probably some distributors that have done a very good job of communicating to their end clients like, hey, 80% of our sales team is CAS uh, certified. Here's what this means. It's the equivalent of an MBA or a CFA in other industries. And it means that they have taken safety uh, uh, certification. They understand about uh, the, the, the broader macro trends in this industry as to what success looks like. And using that as a sales tool, like, hey, why not? I just didn't do it myself because I always saw it as something that was maybe more of an industry thing as opposed to something that had outward credibility. Sure. Yeah, we had a whole podcast on this like a year ago and they keep, I think this is all about shaming me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is all about. If you guys are cool, I'm going to shift just for a quick second. Um, Mark, I have a um, another content type question for you related to another event you guys do. And it's a two-part question. Uh, it's actually about sessions. Um, and I'm just curious, I know that was a, a new format of education that you guys did in remote cities, I believe last year, if I'm not mistaken, is when it, yep. when it started. Yep. So maybe you could give us the future of, of sessions and what that looks like if you guys are planning on still trying to do that uh, virtually. And then the second part of the question is why does that conference not have the name skew in it like all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 techni it technically does because the okay. brand is common skew sessions. Oh, okay. um, that said, uh, that said, we should really have like a big brand architecture. I'm, I'm a, I love branding and marketing, which is why we have so much fun with it. But uh, anyways, I appreciate your question. So, so common skew sessions, we launched Last year, 2019, we did a four city tour across the US in person. 
And the whole um, reason we did that conference is that we wanted to come up with a sales conference. Mm -hmm. So SKUCon is really about big picture, inspiration, connection, education, great thing to start off your year, get you fired up with all these great kind of high level stories. Um, people walk out of that event, like totally fired up. Whereas we wanted to then go to the kind of opposite end of the spectrum with common skew sessions and create something that was very tactical around the sales process. And uh, so, so we could differentiate that from SKUCon. And we had a lot of success uh, touring the US and these four cities last year, tons and tons of fun. Obviously super bummed and sad that we weren't able to do it in person this year, but we decided let's lean into virtual. Um, we launched it uh, virtually. We did the event about a month ago, uh, Stephen, thank you yeah. for that. And uh, we were blown away. We had way more attendance, maybe not surprisingly, because the cost was way lower. Uh, we were now doing it virtually. So we had people all across the globe, like people from Australia that are logging in at three in the morning going like, hey guys, um, awesome. like they wouldn't have traveled to New York City to go to common yeah. sessions. It would have been too expensive. So we were able to have this really dynamic event where we were able to do it virtually we had this very tactical sales conference and we got a ton of great feedback from it. So do we want to continue the event? Absolutely. Do we want to do it in person? For sure. But I think we'd probably lean into some kind of virtual format, to be honest. Like we'd love to go to New York or Atlanta or Seattle or any of these great markets, but also make sure that we can include the people that are in Canada and Europe and other parts of the U S that can't travel to the event. I think there's a bright future for that. It's awesome. It's a great yeah. event. I think what comments do, and, and sorry, real quick, just what yep. they do is they offer like this diversity and uh, inclusion. And I think that's really cool because it's different from everything else, but everyone wants to be a part of it. And I think you guys have done a really good job of creating like a real promo promo for anyone who doesn't show up, you know what I mean? Or doesn't register. So I know I myself am part of that. So <laughs> Well, you're, you're, you're kind to say that um, it, there's no question that we've been very fortunate because of the people that we associate with. So yeah. it's not the Mark Graham show by any means, like the reason there's been any Catherine. Level of success. Yeah. It's because yeah. of Catherine. We all know that, <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, it, it's the people who show up, it's the community, right? Yeah. So uh, we always just see our role as the ones who can organize that and bring people together, but you get the right people in the room. It's magic. So yeah. Gotcha. So a couple, couple quick questions on Facebook and then we'll, uh, we'll hit into rapid fire. Um, so Kate Plummer has a question for you, Mark. She wants to know what, what one uh -oh. idea that you've had for an event that didn't happen yet, uh, whether it be due to space time or other limitations. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Um, so it's actually a joke. It is a joke. Uh, so this is nice not job, seriousness. Kate. Nice job, Kate. This is not serious. But we do have a joke around the office where we say, wouldn't it be great if we did a cruise, a common skew cruise? Okay, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it's not a joke. a joke. It's a joke because we've said, well, if we try to apply the cruise and skew together, which is our normal branding uh, uh, exercise, then you get the screws, <laughs> which... I don't think we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Kate Plummer, for getting me to admit that on Facebook Live. Uh, but that's the answer. Um. Well, it, I would say it would be beneficial. I did a, a cruise similar. It wasn't like screws, but it, we went on a jujitsu cruise. 
and you know we had the sessions where we it was fun it was a lot yeah. of fun did yeah. anybody get thrown overboard meg no <laughs> damn it it wasn't it wasn't a good event then um, um so before we, before we get into rapid fire though we should probably talk about tomorrow's events right mm, yeah <laughs> well, i'm be, excited for it obviously before we hit that jessica onions also chimes in and says can we make sessions hybrid the, absolutely. I think, I think it's so exciting to see the future of events, like particularly our event strategy. We see a really strong future in hybrid. We obviously want to get back to seeing people in person, obviously once it's safe. Um, that's always been the hallmark of a common skew event is that great in-person interaction. But if we can also do something hybrid where you've got a, a, um, a virtual experience that runs alongside that, that allows us to cater to a global audience or for folks that don't have the opportunity to come in person. And as Stephen was saying, we always have limited capacity in person. So the events usually sell out because you, you otherwise you're gonna get in trouble with a fire marshal. <laughs> so you have that experience, but then you're having something running alongside. I think that that's incredibly exciting. And that's one of the benefits that's really come out of COVID is, um, is, is allowing people who run events to see that there's a future in virtual. The screws is getting a lot of love on Facebook, Mark. So you guys <laughs> should probably look into doing that and making it yeah, happen. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so wrap it up. We do like screws. to come up with crazy ideas here. This, uh, there's no question. There's a lot of uh, innovative <laughs> ideas that get thrown around on the event side. All right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hit into rapid fire then. I'm going to start with Meg Gerber. Why not? I can right. start if she's not ready. I Look, mean, you should, I, I you, should, you should already be prepared for this. Like, <laughs> do you want to talk about the event tomorrow? And Meg, yes, you, you want to talk about that? The, okay. the event tomorrow. Before we hit into rapid fire, you're right, Mark. Thank Mark's you. setting himself up with his own questions now because we're just, we lost it. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are awesome. Um, okay, quickly, because I want to make sure we're respecting the time. So, uh, so we tomorrow uh, have our live podcast, similar to what you guys are doing. We're, 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 we kind of look at you and what you're doing on this great pedestal. So we're going to be doing something tomorrow called SKUcast Live. Um, this is part of our SKUcast, which we've been running for years, but we select certain episodes where we interview the guests live and on camera. So it's going to be done on Facebook Live as well as, uh, as, as, well as um, uh, through the Zoom link as well. And we are interviewing uh, Henner Grassi. Uh, he is the founder of QuickFlip, uh, fascinating guy. Uh, just Google him, Google his name, Henner Grassi. It's actually R, R-E-N-E-R, Gracie, Gracie sorry. Gracie. Um, it's good that <laughs> I got that before the tomorrow. interview. <laughs> yeah, I was just doing it to Listen. test you guys. I'll just refer you guys back to the podcast that we had him on on Industry Insider. And you can get all the information about uh, Henner Gracie right there. Yeah, awesome. Exactly. We're following in your footsteps. Um, so he did an incredible job of launching his company. Um, the Shark Tank inter our, uh, pitch was legendary. And we really wanted to talk to him about that. We wanted to talk about the founding of QuickFlip. We want to talk about how it is that he chose to get into this industry and also just some of his philosophies in life. Um, and that's what the SKUcast is really all about. So uh, it'll be one o'clock Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, November 12th. And we uh, can't wait to welcome all of you to uh, to attend the event. Sweet. I'm all excited. right, Mark, Mark bought you some time. So all now, right, well, now we're going. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, so rapid fire, guys. Those of you who have not tuned into this in the last couple of weeks, we all take a moment. We ask one question, and then we all rapid fire have to answer. 
So we try to keep them funny, but we actually, I forgot this week. So we just kind of sprung. Okay. So <laughs> my question is for everybody, biggest Canadian stereotype. Go. Mark. <laughs> that we all live in igloos. Ah! <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. So you guys don't? <laughs> <laughs> This, this is this is my igloo wall right here. Yeah, <laughs> it's got Skewbot inscribed in it. Yeah, I love it. Do we do we have to do we have to say what we think? Are? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. okay. Are we? Yeah. Uh, they all play hockey. They do all play hockey. That's not. A, that's not a, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. True. I don't live there. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right. So I wasn't <laughs> trying to answer this question. So uh, I, I saw there was a comment in Facebook earlier about Tim Hortons. So we'll just, uh, we'll say that Tim Hortons is the best coffee around. Poutine three meals a day. Oh, poutine. There you go. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> yeah. Should have been a poutine joke in there. Yeah. 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 The poutine is pretty good actually. Yeah. All right, and Steven, every- your, your rapid fire question. All right. For all of you, favorite piece of SKUCon swag. Oh, I'm going to have to go OG on this. So Mark sent me a full zip, like, I don't know, 10 years CS, ago, like, maybe. Yeah. And it was so cool. And I actually would like wear, I wore it all the time. And so it was an OG gray hoodie, full zip hoodie and had common skew. And I used to wear it all the time to jujitsu and I felt like, yeah, look at me. <laughs> that's all. That's my favorite pair, favorite piece. Anybody Go ahead, else? Mark. <laughs> oh god i know mark tr- has to get yeah be very diplomatic with this but just I, i'm face. gonna get into a ton of trouble for for even giving an answer here this is like which, which is of your children is your favorite i know well um, i have my favorite of yours so we all know yeah um <laughs> yeah so i i mean i i am wearing this this uh this this kind of biker hat that we did at skewcon in 2020 i really like this one um i wear i have this Threadfast shirt that was produced at SKUCon New or SKU Camp New Orleans in 2018. And it's bulletproof. I just love it. It's got this great soft hand print. I love the design, SKU Camp New Orleans, and just brings back so many good memories. Um, so that's maybe what I, I'm not going to say my favorite, but I, they're all my favorite, but that one I wear a lot. Well, I will let you slide letting, you know, it being a thread fast piece and all, but you know, yeah. okay. All right, Jeff. Yeah, I was going to say, Mark, uh, did, did you, you heard that I worked for a headwear company at the very beginning of this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I, I, listen, um, I'm going to throw Mark under the bus because I haven't received any SKUCon uh, goodies. You know, that means you got to go. Yeah, you got to go, man. I haven't, I haven't committed an event and, uh, you know, Mark hasn't sent me any. So I have not a favorite skewcon um product there you go i'm gonna i'm gonna give you i think we all know how you can fix that there jeff yeah you know user error yeah yeah user error that's right i'll give you a uh under the radar one that i think falls into one of my top one or two pieces um was it the innovate dreamers in motivate one in was that 26 or seven, 18, 17, something like that. And when we got the badges, there was, I believe EMT did little pins and stickers yeah. that you could add. Yeah. So everyone walking around got to yeah. decide whether they were designers or dreamers or yeah, sales. Yeah. And cool. yeah, yeah, was, yeah, they were patches. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was very interactive and created some really cool uh, interaction with that. And then Skubo, the stuff Skubo. I mean, that's like a, a classic. My, my child has one and 
I have another one hiding so she doesn't take it, but um, those are probably my top two. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, and Jeff, in all seriousness, we'll get that rectified, sir. <laughs> all right, who's Sounds next? ASAP. All right, <clears throat> so I guess I'll go next, but listen, as, as a team, I've really got to fall on our sword because our rapid fire session changes every week. I wasn't prepared to ask a question to all of you guys. I was only prepared to ask a question to Mark. So I'm going to move forward with mine. Uh, and so Mark, uh, I've got two questions for you actually. So really oh, quickly, Hi, yes, I'm changing the rules. It's okay. All right. Uh, Mark, first of all, did you steal your, uh, barcode logo from Jessica Alba and dark Knight or dark, uh, dark angel? <laughs> the answer is yeah. Right. You know, the answer, the answer is no, I didn't, I didn't, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know that she would even use that. Yeah. So, there is a longer story about where it came in, but I don't think we have time on, on the podcast. <laughs> oh, damn it. Why didn't we ask this question earlier? What happens if you scan it? We oh, we should have asked it. What happens if you scan it? Yeah, does that? it scan? Is it an actual scannable barcode? Maybe I should let people find out on their own. Oh, I love it. All right. So my second question, why, why David Schultz? Oh, why not? <laughs> why not? You've got your constant, like uh, a song playing in the background. Like it's like a theme music. That's why it's like, yeah. You know, you know what I will say in, in all seriousness. So David Schultz is one of the true all time legends in the industry, but just, just a great, all around individual. Um, and, and if I was to use this as an opportunity to, to give a shout out to all the people that we have the, or that Catherine and I have the pleasure to work with is that everyone we work with is someone who just brings this like unique skill set and has this unique personality that just makes the whole team just exponentially better. And when you bring on someone like Dave or Bobby Leehu or Sam Cates or any of these people, we've been so lucky that they've chosen to work with us and they come in with their highly unique personalities and backgrounds and it just magic happens. So we're really, really lucky. Um, but Dave is a great example of that. Um, really fortunate to have the chance to work with Dave. And we make lots of fun of Dave because yep. he's just so awesome. But uh, Dave, <laughs> yeah. you're listening to this. Cheers to you. I, yeah, I, I just had to get his name in here, you know, just for a split second because I love the guy. So, yeah. Mark, Mark, did you have a rapid it, fire? I believe it's your turn to uh, to ask a question to us. Um, all right. Well, hopefully I did this right. So maybe this is a yes, no, or maybe answer from Perfect. each of you. So yeah. um, Jeff Franklin, looking at his beautiful beard there, uh, does Jeff Franklin apply beard oil or no beard oil to his beard? Meg, uh, it, depends, it depends on the length of oh. the beard. Wait, wait, oh, don't tell us. We're supposed to guess. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's, Jeff, you go at the end there, buddy. We oh, have to get the bad. others to guess. Okay. Yeah. I ruined it. Oh, well, I wasn't listening because I tune you out anyway. I'm just kidding. That's I'm just true. kidding. <laughs> no, I would say, yeah, you have to go with the beard oil because that kind of that kind of hair, it's, I mean, it's anything like mine, it's probably a little high maintenance. <laughs> I, I think you use like a, one of the beard balms, like a moisturizer. Yeah, kind of, some thing. kind of a conditioner. Maybe not, treatment. maybe not like a straight oil, but like one of those uh, lotion, beard lotion. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> You're like, right. I can't even grow a beard, so. <laughs> I, I, this is I, this is three years. So, so Jeff, like, what is it? I, I've just been staring at you for the last... 41 minutes and just going man that is just a an That's absolute weird. work of art oh, and i just i'm dying to know have you seen it full on 
I, I've seen a few images of you. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Because I was gonna say, like, this is this is like barely. That's small. Yeah. yeah. This is very small. Uh, I've had it down probably down to you know about in between the first and second button of the shirt, you know? Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think it depends on the length of the beard and the condition of the beard. So I, I use a lot of beard products uh, at this stage in the game. I would just now start to be using a product. I think Steven's probably a little bit more on, uh, on par or, or I guess on the right track with, uh, with a beard balm or a beard butter. Um, I like those products a little bit better name. than an oil, uh, but I, I use oils from time to time as well. You know, you have to, if you're going to have a beard, you got to groom it and you yeah. got to take good care of it. Otherwise it looks, you know, defeat it, a, a take little, it outside, a little, a little dirty and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I don't know, has anyone ever asked you a question about your beard, uh, Jeff? Like I may, I hope I'm the first one on this not podcast. On the podcast. So. No, no, yeah. not on the podcast. Kudos to you. We're charting new territory here. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So was that, was that the, uh, the question to everybody? We're all, we're all good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Fair enough. Anything else that we want to cover? Because I know we've ran long, so I do appreciate Again. you uh, taking some <laughs> extra time with us, Mark. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you so much. It was a, it was tons of fun. And uh, and again, it was an honor to be here with you guys. Definitely. Thank you, Mark. So listen, I do just want to, want to ask you guys one quick question. Do you guys, I mean, I know we're getting into winter, but you guys still wear sunglasses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reflects yeah, of off the snow and stuff and can blind you. A hundred percent. That's exactly yeah. where I was going with it, Stephen, because you know, like oh. when you're driving and you've just gotten a blizzard, you know, maybe you're out in the Midwest somewhere and you, you just got hit with a bunch of snow and, you know, you're driving to work in the morning. Is, wait, is, that, a, is that still a thing? Either way. All right. Maybe you're sitting at your desk and there's like a glare from the sun outside. You want to wear your sunglasses inside. Nobody's going to hate you for it. But listen, if you're looking for some really good uh, sunglasses, you should check out Tech Weld uh, because they've got... The, uh, they're the winners of the Distributor Choice Awards for sunglasses. So mm-hmm. TechWeld won the 20, uh, 2019 uh, Distributor Choice Awards in the sunglass category, and many SKUs are FDA approved and offer UVA and UVB protection, as well as protecting those beautiful eyes of yours from the glares in the sun since we're coming up in winter. Um, you know, another thing that you should check out right now, obviously with things, uh, you know, uh, circling around the pandemic is their, their kits, you know, they've got the, the come kit around with us initiative, uh, where they push kits. They've got eight different stock packaging for their kits. They've got an EVA bag, a PVC tent pouch, PVC tube, an organza bag, pillow pouch, and a BTL, uh, 202 30 ounce tumbler. And no, I don't think that's bacon, tomato and lettuce. Uh, and they've also got a retro lunchbox, uh, not only player or not, not, many players in the industry, uh, you know, focus on too heavily on kits. And so that's really allowed them to hone in and, and uh, market themselves and market these products to expand upon their already vast kit line. Um, and so ultimately you should guys should really check them out at techweld.com. You won't be sorry that you did. They've got some great products in there. So go do that. Uh, now that the podcast is over, I would highly encourage you to do that now. So thank you guys so much for, uh, for tuning in. Mark, thank you for joining us. It, was, it has been a pleasure, sir. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.